Are you ready? Oh my god, who cares? No, I said, are you ready? It's time for the universe's favorite podcast. Clap your fins together. It's about to go down. Three sexy, hot, sexy dudes. Garrett, Matt, Nathan, get ready to shake that badunkadunk. Are you ready yet? Let's get ready to Dolphin Kidnapper Podcast. Uh, hey guys, welcome to the third episode of Dolphin Kidnapper Podcast. Um, I am Matt Dickstein. Um, just doing a little honors today. I don't know. <laughs> so now I have to talk about Garrett. Garrett is to my left. Tell us a tell us a little bit of uh, what's going on, Garrett. Right now, I got a dried mango in my mouth. Good to be here. And uh, as always, or I don't know if this is going to change or not, but um, currently to my right is uh, Nathan Mowry. Hi, I'm stealing one of Garrett's dried mangoes, and now it's <laughs> nice. It's and, uh, you might have heard a fourth pair of laughter. I don't know, pair of laughter, whatever. I'm gonna get this mango bag. I hate um, mangoes. Uh, fourth vocal cords. Um, that is our buddy from Boston, Chris Gabarino. What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? And uh, yeah, can we wow. take off the Boston accent uh, <laughs> filter? He's actually from Ohio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So today we are talking about wrestling, which is appropriate that I am kind of doing the honors because I am. I someday I will win an award for the most casual wrestling fan mm. that ever lived ever. So casual. Um, yeah, today's topic, we're going to be talking casual. about our top three wrestling matches of all time. So please don't get angry when I name mine, because again, I have the most casual wrestling fan ever. But I stand by my choices. Um, before we get going, um, I just want to turn it over to the guys. and just, what, what is your favorite thing currently going on in wrestling? I think I know what Nathan's going to say. So. Ring of Honor is my favorite thing going on. And everyone gives me such a hard time for being such a Ring of Honor mark. But I just really love it. Just having a, like, I love the WWE, and I think it's incredible. I've always thought it was incredible. Ring of Honor is just a really cool substitute, and it has a really cool cult vibe. It's almost like this generation's ECW to a degree, where you have like your really cool, um, just really good technical wrestling in a very different style. And they work a really strong Japanese style in uh, Ring of Honor as well. And it's just really, really cool. It's just a great alternative. So I personally am just a big fan. Yeah, man. What about you, Garrett? I don't know. I'm still recovering from Chuli's gum over there with Ring of Honor. <laughs> um, it's great. You know what? I, I just I feel like it's been a really cool thing to see. Like to when the network first came out, it was rough. The, uh, the archives weren't there and everything like that. So to see mm-hmm. now the backlogs of Raw, SmackDown, uh, Mid South Wrestling, World Class mm-hmm. Wrestling, seeing all those things on there from stuff that I used to read about. In publications because Nathan's gonna tell me how old I am <laughs> um, but then also I also have been really appreciating the women's revolution of wrestling mm-hmm. and the NXT nice. call-ups and everything and yeah. it's making it relevant again and you know if there's a match with Charlotte in it I know it's gonna be amazing um, oh yeah you know you have Bailey Sasha you know all those girls and everything like that they're making wrestling fun again, and it, you know, I, I would hate when people would, when women would be wrestling, and then you would hear boring chants and everything like that, and it's not, 
they're headlining main events on Raw and SmackDown more than you see, yeah. and they deserve yeah. it actually. So, yeah. and seeing Foley like really get behind it and everything like that, I think is also Absolutely. really cool. So, for yeah. sure, man, I've, I've I've been a huge fan of just the whole women's revolution mm-hmm. like as well. Like, like you said, Charlotte is great. I honestly like last year when we went to like uh like WrestleMania and like the women's triple threat with Charlotte and Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Was probably my favorite match on the whole card. I think those women are just incredibly yeah, talented. Like, it was a great match. so it's cool, kind of where it's going from. Like, you know, like in the '90s and early 2000s, where women were there solely just to be eye candy, and right. now, absolutely, now the characters they're just like just as good, if not better, than the guys at times with uh, their athletic ability and their mic skills and just being a wrestler in general. So just yeah, man. yeah, kudos to those women. That's also one of my favorite things going in wrestling right now as well. Yeah, definitely, me too. Loving. I mean, like I was like floored when they were like we're not going to call them divas anymore they're going to be like the women's mm. division and i just thought that was like like just another step on the ladder of like making mm. it like that much more awesome mm-hmm. you know? empowering yeah and they're For just sure. they're killing it like like this year this year they had like the raw women's championship and, and like i was like fortunate enough to be like ringside for that and like i mean like charlotte's moonsault off of the you know corkscrew like it was like corkscrew moonsault or something i don't know i don't yeah. like i don't know all the terms mm-hmm. um but i mean like seeing that like in person off the turnbuckle onto you know the the floor was like wow like that was super cool to see and just everything everything about that match was like super cool mm-hmm. <clears throat> what about you chris i'd have to go with seeing just the whole nxt um yeah you know we had it back um so i'll date myself with ovw ohio valley wrestling mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, you're, you get these guys and girls that are coming up from NXT and they're already over there. I mean, it, you mm. either love them or already hate them. So and it's cool seeing these guys get a pop coming right up from, you know, used to be nowhere really. Then no one knew who they were and they had to work their butts off to get over. Now, you know, they bring them up when they're ready. Everybody already knows them. You've got millions of NXT fans. People are watching it constantly. So, and you get to the point where you're actually begging that person to get called up you want them on the oh, main yeah. roster so, so it's such kinda, a huge deal yeah yeah you get that you pop a little hotter when you you know when you want to see yeah. somebody and they Absolutely. show up on the yeah. episode you're like yes finally, finally. yeah yeah let's do it yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. It's kind of like when the like the revival came up, like post. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh, like because so it's just like stuff like that before with developmental. You've been watching them, and now yeah, it's like you didn't have that before with like OBW or whatever. So like with mm-hmm. like <laughs> you know what I mean. So like people didn't O-B-W. watch that. OBW. That's what I said, right? OBW. OBW. Yeah, yeah. See, like no one like like saw that as often as something like NXT, where it's like its own third like entity almost, just as like popular as the other shows. So you have someone like the revival come up and they're just, just as over as anyone else on the roster and have a huge pop at the first Absolutely. day right. they walk out there on Monday Night Raw so it's just incredible also uh, another thing that I really like with wrestling right now is Braun yep mm-hmm. I love that Braun was, yeah. that was, I was gonna say that's my favorite thing currently I love Braun the theme song is amazing and I always liked that song and it was maybe about a month or two or maybe a couple episodes of Raw that I realized that it was him yelling Braun that made it even that much better yeah yep. even that much better roses are red violets are are blue. My name is Braun Strongman, and I'm not finished with you. Poetic. Thank you. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Nice. So, yeah. t- so today we're going to be talking about our top three favorite wrestling matches of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, hell yeah. So, I know for me, this is really difficult to sort them out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just going to be really. Really difficult to uh, <laughs> <laughs> to say this. I might change it mid podcast <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you. 
but I think we should start with Matt since he's hosting the episode and he's a casual fan. So let's go with Matt. Three. Yeah. What are some of your honorable mentions? What are your number um, third? Honorable mentions, man. Number three. I don't know. Um, if I had to pick an honorable mention, um, the uh, the ladder match last year in Mania was so good. I loved it. I loved like it. It told a great story. Um, I love Zack Ryder more. I like like for a lot of these guys. Like I like like the person more than the character. So like I love like seeing like you know the person like get like the opportunity and mm-hmm. you know it was it was like my favorite wrestler is Sami Zayn. Um, not of all time, but mm-hmm. currently current roster. Um, it's probably a tie between him and Finn. Um, but seeing Sami make his like basically main roster debut in an IC title match. You know, and of course, you know he and Kevin Owens can, you know, do all their spots, and yep. you know they. It was just, it was a brilliant match. Um, loved every moment of it. Um, but unfortunately, and that almost made the list. Um, but I decided to go a little bit more. Uh, I don't know if it's classic or not. I think it's a classic. It's a classic. Um, and this is actually, I would not have known about this match had it not been for uh, one day after work, Nathan and I. Um, we're talking and uh, we decided to finally watch the Goldberg Brock Lesnar match <laughs> from Wrestlemania 20 this oh. is not my number three um, and we both agreed it was the worst match we'd ever seen in our entire lives so we needed a little bit of a palate cleanser mm-hmm. so we watched uh, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio Jr. at Halloween Havoc and that was a oh, so heck good. of a match heck yeah, so good um, just all all the spots all the movement I mean and it's it's like a pretty quick match like but like just putting like tons of stuff into it you know high flying and you know like all the all the amazing stuff that like the cruiserweights are doing right now um, just love seeing that um, really really enjoy that and that's like the classic like where like Ray was in like the full purple getup like the Phantom mm-hmm. I think was his deal and mm-hmm. I mean like you know Eddie was you know such an amazing wrestler and so you know, for a casual wrestling fan, that's a hell of a number three. It is. Right? Yeah. No, it's yeah. very I'm gonna, valid. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna thank uh, Dylan Primeyer for that one. He pointed. He pointed I'm that proud one. of you. Thank I'm you. I'm proud of that. Thank that, you. That's great. <laughs> it's gonna be all downhill from here. People oh, are yeah. like, "That's your like." How with, is that not? boy, Matt's growing up with most, tears in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> mostly, most right. of these are more like okay. emotional or like storytelling matches, but that one was just like, like I think I think that match like a a non wrestling fan would watch that and be like. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. a, you know just yeah. insanely entertaining. For nice. sure. Good call. All right, Chris. What would your uh, number three? Be? So my number three. Um, so I've never been much of a fan of watching the, the women wrestling. Um, back when they were divas, to I wouldn't say so much now, but it wasn't so. <laughs> I wasn't. Not that I'm sexist. They have every right to be there. They bust their butts. Um, I'm cool with that. I, it's just for me. It was usually when I got up to take a piss. So mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah totally. But it was that all changed when I saw. You know, it's a few, and you guys will all know when I start saying the names. But I mean, ultimately, it was the Sasha Banks and Bailey match in mm. NXT. NXT. Dude, yeah. that was so good. Yep. Yeah. That was. Uh, no more piss breaks during female matches at that point. So after I watched that match, that was I was completely blown away. Those girls tore the roof off. The crowd was in everything that they did. The crowd popped every single time. But they were doing moves. I mean that you just were completely baffled. Yeah. I, the women weren't doing what they did. Um, violent. 
I mean, that, that's probably one of the better words. I mean, they really beat the shit out of each other. So, I mean, yeah, that was that's going to be my number three. That's that's awesome. Nice. That was a game changer yeah, for the whole women's yeah. like, wrestling. That was like one of the really, like one of the that's first. That's the revolution. Yeah, yeah, that was like, I would say, like the match that really kicked in the women's revolution. I think yeah. that's what was like, okay, like, like this, like this is what's uh, like taking them seriously almost, and they mm-hmm. where they're no longer eye candy, and they're like, okay, these are athletes, these are incredible like workers, mm-hmm. like that yeah. was such a good match. You know, Triple H coming down kind of solidified it at the end of the match. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. he came out. I mean, you could see he almost had tears in his eyes. He's so proud I mean, of both, yeah, of them. Very, oh, yeah, very proud of what he put together. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, Mr. Garrett. Okay, uh, honorable mentions. I was talking about this with Chris before we started. Was I had put for probably my number four, number five, it would be Hogan against Rock at WrestleMania 18. Mm-hmm. The only reason why it doesn't make the list is because Hogan wasn't in the best shape or <clears throat> to be able to do spots and everything like that. But for me, it was all about the crowd telling a story, how the crowd became part of the match. To see a heel face turn in the middle of a match and the crowd wasn't hijacking the show it wasn't hijacking the match they were literally so enthusiastic for what they were watching mm-hmm. so if you've never seen that match or it's been a while i think you should go back and watch it because again you're not going to get the most scientific match and everything like that grapple hold for hold but i think for that i think it was just you get chills seeing hogan go mid face mid you know mid match and everything like that which i thought was awesome um, but my number three match, and it's kind of, a, I mean, it was kind of a grab, but I, I was really looking through some stuff and everything, but it was, um, No Mercy 1999, and it was Edge and Christian versus Hardy Boys mm-hmm. in the latter match. Um, seeing the spots and everything, and obviously you can throw in Dudley Boys in there when they do, you know, those TLC matches and everything like that, but I think that was the match that really, you know got me to really like holy crap you know you think of ladder matches you think of um you know hbk and razor mm. but for that match and i and i remembered i remembered the next night on raw those four guys came down to the ring and the place just had a standing ovation for them and it was like it was just the, the innovative spots and everything that they're going through and just knowing how bad they beat themselves up and everything like that and knowing that there, that was not just a one and out match, you know, between the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, and Dudleys. They're gonna go around for a couple of years doing those type of matches. But mm-hmm. I think that for me was just like, wow, that's set the tempo for, you know, another tag team, mm-hmm. you know, rivalry. That's awesome. Yeah, that, like for me, the Hardys are always like, like they're my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. So that's what made me like a wrestling fan was yep. just the the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian and stuff. I think um, for me, I have to mention my. I have like two quick like ones because it was so hard to make like a top three. Yeah. So my honorable mentions would be Okada versus Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom, and I know that's like on a lot of people's lists, and mm-hmm. it was the first six star match they say, but like it was that for a reason, and it was like an hour long, and it was just this epic like battle, and it was just so cool, and the sh- shots were so <laughs> stiff, and the storytelling was so great, and I'm. I'm a huge fan of that match. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that match or not, but it's worth looking up. I've seen the highlights and it looks amazing, so I really need to sit there and actually watch the yeah. entire mm-hmm. thing. And I'm a big like Kenny Omega mark in yeah. general, so it's good. And then uh, also like Kota Ibushi versus Cedric uh, Alexander. Oh, that was right. I forgot that was from, such from a the good Cruiserweight match. Classic. Mm-hmm. That was oh my gosh, that was that 
that almost made my top three. Both nice. of those, like both of those matches are just insane. But I'd say my number three match, going <laughs> off of what Garrett was saying, would, would be a TLC match from WrestleMania 17 with the mm-hmm. Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian. Mm. And that was the one. It just like so many spots, and it could have been something that would have been easily anticlimactic or just like over the top, but it was still done in very tasteful ways. And there were so many just great spots and movements, even from like people getting involved where like leader did a run in or Rhino does a run in and mm. like Spike Dudley, like everyone, like there's so many just amazing movements and spots and mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy's huge swan time. And of course the iconic like spear when Jeff is like holding onto the belt into the ground and it was just something mm. I watched and I was like, what is this? This yep. is amazing. And it was those matches that took me from casual fan to just a diehard. And that was always going to be in my, my top five for sure. That's awesome. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Now, Sir Matthew, now number, number two. Two. Sweet. Um, this one. Um. This was like the first match that I ever saw that I was just like, like wow, that is that is wrestling right there. Um, it was like two, just masters of the craft, um, or what I assume to be masters of the craft. <laughs> um. <clears throat> NXT TakeOver Dallas, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura's yeah, debut. That's good. Um, it, you know, there wasn't a heel and there wasn't a face. It was just two dudes just putting on a show and then, you know, shaking hands afterward. And, of course, the next night, Sami comes out at Mania. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's like, like I had seen clips of AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Just kind of, like, people, like, being like, like, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. He's about to come out for, for NXT. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was like he's so good you know like i i really hope that they do like aj and shinsuke or like i mean now that sammy's on smackdown like they could do i mean they could just you know the sky's the limit with all the talent right there Mm -hmm. and of course i mean shinsuke i could probably be in the ring with shinsuke i know how to sell a super kick and he could probably still make me look really good like he's just he's so good and so like basically like two of what you know in my eyes are probably the two most like technically gifted wrestlers currently in like the WWE putting on just an amazing show and I think like I heard somewhere that like they didn't really talk about it beforehand they didn't yeah. really meet beforehand they just went out did their thing and you know <clears throat> like people were like like re- like I probably wasn't going to watch Takeover Dallas and somebody said like match of the year and I was like yeah I'm going to watch that and I was blown away I thought it was amazing that was so. awesome yep so yeah, just a casual fan, you said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's coming out with some loaded shit for I'm, a casual I'm, fan. You're making me feel like I'm, I ain't a fan anymore. I'm, Follow I'm, that, Chris. Yeah, I'm casual, but I'm surrounded by people who can guide me. So like, no, like that's true. so far, so far, the only matches that I've seen are the ones I've named. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some good ones. Those are yeah. good ones. Well, I mean, so, you gotta see them to yeah, you know, that's true. To know them, so so yeah. All right, Chris. <laughs> That's a tough act to follow. I don't know. I don't know. Um, one of mine, it's it's not, he's not a big wrestler, um, but he is, so you all know the name. So it's uh, Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon, King of the oh, Ring. King of the Ring. Very good. 2001. Nice. I feel like I should say, oh, yeah, but I. Nah, you didn't see that because <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> but I'm like, if I'm like, sorry, down, like, is it on the list? Go nope. on the network. Right, right. That's a Guess good what? That just made the list. Oh, yeah. I, I actually am going to write like, all these go. down. Um, but yeah, Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon. Um, 
you what? I mean, you know, Shane McMahon is just going to do something. I, I don't even want to say crazy. I it's borderline stupid. Pretty much every time he goes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he worked so well, and obviously having somebody as talented as Kurt Angle to kind of pull him through the whole thing um, was just. It was gorgeous. Um, it was violent. Um, it had a little bit of everything, but it, the best part was obviously when uh, Kurt Angle had tried to suplex um, Shane through the glass that was at the top of the, the walk uh, right by the gorilla mm-hmm. position when they came I out. I seen that clip. Um, it didn't work. didn't break <clears throat> the first time. Right. Did it again, and finally <laughs> it broke. But, I mean, it took them a couple of times to get him through it, and they still they stuck with it. They stuck with the spot. They kept going. And you could see Shane took a beating. Um, I mean, he was definitely hurting. Even Kurt Angle was hurting. They had cuts all over their bodies. And I don't know. I think that that for me just when uh, I had a newfound respect for Shane. He was always kind of the boss's son. And Didn't Kurt Angle like have a broken back or something during that match? He had something. Or a disc. He had the disc. He had the disc in his there. back, which was, oh, my God. I mean, he, he won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck so <laughs> yeah. I mean I think a little back pain isn't going to bother him too much yeah that's crazy that's my number two that's awesome nice Shaman Man is just like you can tell how dedicated he is because he could have oh, just yeah. got got killed yeah, you know I mean, he's still doing and, crazy stuff and from what I remember they had to like change the glass out because it was like plexiglass I think or it was some kind of glass that they couldn't break but they had to change it because of like the fireworks and stuff would have like destroyed it or sugar glass and they changed it to right, plexiglass right right that's what it was and did you see the behind the scenes of that when they're interviewing both of them yeah because it's like he goes through he has to go through they're both on the thing and Shane goes do it again do it again right. and yeah. like Kurt's like no I'm not gonna do it again, do it again. and like like, that's that's crazy. Well, yeah. if you watch it, when he hit it, he came, yeah. he right hit it, and head. it didn't break. So he Shane just slid <laughs> right, sure. right down the glass, right on his head. He could have got he could have gotten mutilated. Right there, has. I mean, that's a steal. That was all. There was nothing soft underneath there. Yeah. And if you look yeah. behind it, when it broke, there was no pad, and there was totally. no that. You know what he got in the, what was it uh, the most recent when he did? Um, you could see the, the crash pad that was underneath the table when he yeah. came off into the elbow. So yeah, but he's dude's wild. Like yeah, Garrett, what is your number? Is it two? Is it back to We're at two at yeah, now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're at two, two, I think. Two. Wait, are we? Yeah. Did you do three? Two. That was my two. Yeah. What was your so number three? Okay, yeah, my number three was Edge Christian Hardy That's right, Boys. yeah, so okay. right number two. Okay, so number two, um, this is personal preference because I was actually there live uh, so to see it. Mm. It was, uh, and I don't think it's going to make a lot of people's top fives, top tens, top threes, but... For me, it was WrestleMania 19 at Safeco, and it was HBK and Chris Jericho. Hmm. Um, and I feel like you probably have my top two favorite wrestlers of all time. And this is another one of those matches where there's no title on the line. There's nothing. It's literally just as advertised HBK and Chris Jericho, and those guys tore it down. And they had, you know, they had the run later, you know, where... Jericho, you know, legitimately knocked out <laughs> HBK's wife and everything like that. And you had all these different, and they, they've always had a good match. But for me, seeing it live and just seeing the false finishes and everything like that, that one really, and actually Mania 19 being there live, that was one of my favorite WrestleManias of all time. I just, from top to bottom, with the exception of that Triple H Booker match, which I thought ended so weird and so abruptly, um, and probably one of Undertaker's worst uh, streak matches because it was against A-Train and Big Show mm. in a handicap match. 
Um, With Nathan Jones. But other than that, I mean, you had Kurt and you had Brock. You had McMahon, Hogan. You had um, Austin, Rock. I mean, and then HBK and Jericho. I mean, it was a stacked, stacked card. So for me, you know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of matches. Another honorable mention that I'll say that I was at live and I thought it was amazing. But now that I know how historic it was, was HBK and Bret Hart WrestleMania 12 Iron Man match. So I was at that one. Oh wow! You know, so that was pretty amazing too. But but yeah, number two WrestleMania 19 HBK Chris Jericho. That's awesome. I want to throw like another honorable mention out there for myself, just again because it's so hard to do that, and, <laughs> and because like the only little spoiler, there was actually no Ring of Honor like matches in my top three. Which you feel like they would be with me you being think. the biggest Ring of Honor mark. But however, my favorite Ring of Honor match was Leo Rush versus Jay Lethal at last year's Super Card of Honor. Like, Jay Lethal. Go look that up. It's just super good. However, my number two spot is actually Matt's number three, which is Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, okay. Halloween Havoc, 1997. Nice, nice. nice. Just incredible and all. Like, they could just tell like a story. Match. It's just like, just t- tell such a good story. And like, we were making that joke earlier because we were watching Lesnar Goldberg, which was just garbage. Like, mm. and we had to watch like a couple of Eddie Guerrero matches to get the taste out, you know? So like, that was like, <laughs> you one, did say that. and that's one of the ones that I, my favorite Eddie Guerrero match. And it was just good because he, he was trying to rip his mask off and everything mm-hmm. and kind of get that reveal. And it's just like, oh man, it's just so good. But yeah, so that's definitely my, my number two. Cool. Yeah. I'll give, I'll give another honorable mention. This isn't necessarily like, between anything or anything like that, but it just kind of popped in my head. Um, I was uh, in Florida um, last January shooting a film, and <clears throat> we took some time out to go see NXT, so we went to the full taping where you see four hours of NXT, which is a lot of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but the very last match of the night, the main event, um, was Finn Balor, and they brought Neville back. Mm. Um, and like I don't know if this is ever going to be on anybody's list, but to see it live, and then I actually went back and watched it once it was on the network, was incredible. There was legitimately a moment where I thought Neville was dead mm. um, because he went off the turnbuckle, and like it was right in front of me, um, and uh, off the turnbuckle, went down to the floor, and it the way that he moved, it looked like he hit his head on the stairs. Wow. Um, but um, and actually, I think on the network, like you can't tell like just how insane it looked. But I mean, it was just it was just an incredible match to see in person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of makes me hope that maybe someday they'll do a package with Neville and Finn or something like that. You know, who knows what what's gonna come? But they are they definitely work really well together. Guys, this thing is number one. Um, so yeah, my number one wrestling match of all time. Um, this is uh, the very first Hell in a Cell match with Undertaker and Mankind. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. um, yeah, Mick Foley is my—he's my number one all-time. Um, Taker, Taker's up there for all time, um, and uh, yeah, just like for storytelling, for just seeing a man dedicated to his craft. Um, you know, like you can see under, like, like you could see, like Undertaker being like, "Dude, do you want to stop?" <laughs> Foley's like, "Nah, just keep going." <laughs> just, yeah, just, you know, he's he's literally like falling apart. And he's like, "Let's let's, you know, we still got more stuff to do." You want to put your tooth back in your face? <laughs> yeah, his tooth got shoved up through his yeah, face, not like, his nose. Like that that classic yeah, that shot was, was that they always it. show, where like you know they go and he's like against mm. the thing, and you know he's smiling and he's got the tooth. Oh. And, 
He gets thrown, about that. thrown off the cell, thrown through the cell, thrown on the thumbtacks, dislocated mm, yeah. jaw, tooth through the nose. Like, if I dislocate my jaw at work, I'm probably going to go home. <laughs> I'm probably yeah. going to call that a day. The best, the best part is, is that he, he actually climbed the cage faster after he got off the gurney when they were taking him out. He climbed the, the cage faster after all that shit happened to him than he did the first time when he was oh, okay. He's not even human. It's just insane. Well, I mean, that's that yeah. adrenaline kick takes For sure. over. And the, the crowd yeah. was all over him so I mean that carry oh, yeah. if if you're listening to this and you're not a wrestling fan just do yourself a favor and watch Undertaker versus Mankind and Hell in the Cell it's yeah, was intense. it is a spectacle it was it actually like it was probably five years ago that I saw this match for the first time because I was hanging out with Nathan and he was like do you want to watch wrestling and I was like nah I'm good and he was like no you want to see this match and right. it was under, and I was just like Oh my gosh! Because like I grew up watching wrestling, but I never saw this match. Yeah. Um, but I grew up, you know, liking both of these guys, uh, Taker and Mankind, or I mean, just Foley himself. Um, and I mean, like again, it's one of those matches that like you watch it. I mean, it's not a I you couldn't really call it a technical match at all. It's just pure entertainment, and it is like, in like like, I I I would do half of one of those spots they did and you know half of those spots weren't even meant to be spots nope. you know nope. and and i'd be like i'm good i'm done you know give me my check now i'll see you guys i'm retiring but, you so. me. going right to the hospital with that <laughs> check he yeah. is one tough dude for he sure. is a, he is mm. man but one of the biggest sweethearts mm. oh dude gosh, he's so yes. nice he's love, so nice yeah love him yeah, it's like, man, you you should be like a psychopath or a madman. It's amazing that you're For even what standing. What he's done to himself and everything. I mean, he is legitimately one of the nicest people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so, so kind. Yes. Mankind, mankind is so kind. Man is kind. he kind. Man, <laughs> man is he kind. It all makes sense now. We just figured it out. There you go. <laughs> Crack the code. Crack it. That's it. All right, Chris. Um, You're number one. So Matt, I thought I'm Matt excited. was gonna. I thought Matt was gonna steal mine. I thought we were gonna share it. Um, <laughs> uh, Hell in a Cell. Taker, Triple H, with Shawn Michaels as a special guest Ooh, referee. Okay. Um, to me, that so I'm a huge Taker fan. I'm a mock for him all day, every day. Um, I think that was really the last time that he was really stood out in a match and really put on a good match. Didn't seem like he was dying mm-hmm. during the match. The dead man, little, I mean, you watch him, you know, some of the stuff in the last six months, year, mm-hmm. two years, he looks exhausted. At the end of it, he looks like, it's okay, this is it. Like, almost every single time I watch him, I said, this is it. But this match, I mean, they put on such an amazing match together. Um, in, honestly, it, I thought Triple H was going to win. You, I, this was probably one of the times where I had no idea who was going to come over. I didn't know who was going to win. You had Shawn Michaels. I think he super kicked him a couple times, Taker. Um, pedigree. I mean, they, they beat the shot out of each other. Um, but you had three of the top guys, top names in the ring all at one time, putting on one hell of a show. Um, you know, unfortunately, Triple H lost. <laughs> well, <laughs> fortunately, but, yeah. you know. But... Um, yeah, that's that's gotta be that's gotta be my one of my all time favorites because that's probably one of the last great memories I have of mm-hmm. you know the Taker the way I picture him when I was a kid. Um, you know, still getting the goosebumps when he comes through the curtain when you hear that that mm-hmm. gong kind of hit mm-hmm. at the beginning. So I'm gonna go with that one. Nice, that's awesome. WrestleMania 28. Sick. 
All right. Uh, my number one is probably going to be every smark, every, you know, everyone, the most generic, stereotypical answer when you say what's your top wrestling match of all time. And again, Nathan, it'll really show my age. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, WrestleMania 3, uh, Macho oh, Man, Randy Savage, dude, and dude. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Nice. So, like, for this match. You know, everyone is paying attention for Andre and for Hogan and the magnitude and what it represented for a company and for what it did for professional wrestling. It's, you know, it's historic. But the match that stole the entire night was Steamboat and Savage. And then when you go back and you watch that match and that's like just false finishes and just every different pinning combination I've ever seen, every certain thing the storytelling that it did i mean it was like it was like art and then you like hear about the story whether it's from steamboat or from savage or from people that were there at wrestlemania 3 and macho was meticulous on going over spot for spot like steamboat was saying like you would sit there for months and they would have to go call back back and forth back and forth back and forth and it makes sense now when you watch it it's just like because Macho was that much of a perfectionist. So, and you know, that's, and then when you, and and I don't know if that's how it goes, but for me, it's like, I wasn't really the biggest Undertaker fan. Like, I appreciate him for what he was worth and everything like that. But if you were to ask me, like, top 10 matches of all time, Taker might make two of them out of Mm -hmm. 10. Mm -hmm. I, I was always about the Intercontinental title pitcher. I was always about the Jerichos, the Angles, God forbid the Benoits, you know, Macho, Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, you know, all the people, the heir parents to get to the Intercontinental title. I always thought the Intercontinental title could close out the matches, close out the cards because those matches were amazing. And it was a good clear indication of whether these people were going to be fit enough to be Intercontinental, you know, heavyweight title. So for me, it was just like, I loved everything about the Intercontinental title. And that's why I've been like so disappointed in current times of how people are like 20 time intercontinental champions because they've won and lost the belt, you know, four times in a month Mm. and there's no validity. Like even honky tonk man, longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. Just put it on somebody, give it validation again. And, you know, sometimes it, you know, the Intercontinental title holder would rent, would like have a match and it's a non-title match on Raw. Why is it non-title? Or it's the pre-show, you know? And it's, so it's like back in the day, it, Intercontinental title was so prestigious. So for me, I think that was like that match that really, it was the love after you see that of why I got into professional wrestling, the magnitude, and then people looking back on it now, people will say that's probably in people's top fives is Steve mm-hmm. Savage. That's awesome. That's yeah, that's one. one of my favorites. Yeah. I need to go watch. I'm probably going to watch that tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That one's a good one now that I'm thinking about it more. I saw a really good video on that one. They were like, they're always talking about, you know, the big main event, but, mm-hmm. but the, the, like, the show stealer was. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. how it was for us old guys. For us old guys, yeah. For us yeah. old guys, yeah, exactly. it was the IC. Mm-hmm. Who, who is it? The Miz? Miz got it. has it right now, right? Ambrose. Uh, Ambrose, Ambrose has it right Ambrose now. Miz is number one. Which, by the way, I used to hate Miz in the last year and a half two years i love miz he is such a good deal talking smack is what really kind of for me kind of catapulted him i've always had respect for him because he stuck it out in a business where they it's tough coming in from 
um, reality TV. Reality yeah. TV. You got to give it to him. The kid had the same gimmick since he was on the yeah. real world. <laughs> he's worked the same gimmick, but he must have really put in the work to you know because he's obviously Absolutely. gained the respect of a lot of the guys backstage. Totally. You know, so you and no one else has made it from any of those shows and uh, the, with Tough Enough or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He's the last one standing. Well, and I always mm-hmm. said like I hated this last year's Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. but my favorite person in the Royal Rumble was Miz. Yeah. He sat there and took everyone's finish. Mm-hmm. He just got killed in there. Sold for everybody. Mm-hmm. He was he was my MVP for that Royal Rumble this yeah. year, for sure. Yeah, for me it was like a Elimination Chamber. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no, that was he a good sells spot with too. his face so yep. well. Like, just every, like, well, I mean, like even like last night, yeah. um, you know, like the whole, you know, Joe comes out and beats up Seth and Finn gets... You know, Sister Abigail, mm-hmm. and then there's mm. you know there's Mr. Opportunist. You yep. know, oh I could get this. I could, you know I just so I love I love amazing. that character. He's he might be my favorite heel in WWE right now. Honestly, like he yeah. when they get that whole promo we cut on Daniel Bryan like on talking smack. Yeah, it blurred it suspended your uh you know your disbelief because it was just like I don't know if this is real if this is fake or it's just made totally. that line blurry. Uh, yeah, I mean yep. he was Which saying is, some real. Close yeah. to the hard stuff that yeah. was like, whoa, that's like, what... is this serious or not? You could, you really, you couldn't tell, and that's, yeah. that's when it gets me excited. Mm-hmm. That I just don't know because I don't want to know, but I don't want to. Yeah, For sure. I want to be surprised. <laughs> you don't know what's out. real, yeah. and you don't know what's fake, and I think that's the beautiful thing about yeah. wrestling. Sometimes when it's done that way. Yeah, he's he's doing he's doing good. He's gonna be around for a while. Definitely. So my number one is not a WWE match is okay. not a TNA. ring of honor i know match. yeah i know what it is mm. and it is a tna match interesting yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it's you probably could guess if you think of a really good tna match so it's aj styles versus christopher daniels versus samoa joe unbreakable 2005 have you guys seen this match no i've again i've seen highlights of it i need to see that it is unreal just the athleticism like aj styles is like one of the greatest of all time i think he is just incredible in every like way and again another sweetheart and he's nice like yeah super (laughs) sweetheart so like look that up it's like on youtube you can like look up on youtube so that's like my favorite match it's just like i said the athleticism just the spots and just just oh, it's just so good. I can't talk about it enough. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just just go watch it. Just go. Everyone has the YouTube. Go on the YouTube. Has YouTube. <laughs> just Google the it. Tube. Just yeah, Google it. Just YouTube it. All of you people, yeah. just do that. You have like a couple of minutes to watch something that's spectacular, and you'll understand why it's my favorite once you see it. Nice. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that would be my number one. Very nice. Nice. That's, yes. a, that's a good one. Daniels is in Ring of Honor now with Kazarian, right? Are they partnering up over there? Uh, he uh he was for a little bit, but now he mm. kind of went his own little little way. Yeah. Daniels was like the the champion. Mm. I think he's still the champion. I forget who the champion is right now. <laughs> that match though was when it was those guys were running the company. That's yeah. when TNA they mm. put TNA on the map. It was AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, yeah. um, Suicide, um, mm. which is what's his name, TJ uh, Perkins. Perkins. Yeah. Um, mm. Who's the other one with the really deep voice? But it was all those guys. It was all little, you know. It yeah. was cruiserweights. It was basically the whole show was a bunch of cruiserweights. And, and I, yeah, and I think that's one of the the appeals that match had because mm-hmm. it was like, you go from the '80s where it's just all big muscle heads, and then you watch right. something where it's like, as a small dude, see people that are like your size, and yeah. they're just do like stealing the show, and you're like, yeah. cool. You know what? Like, 
yeah, people like me could like, I could do that. Be the best, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so it was, yeah, it's it's my all-time favorite wrestling match for sure. Samoa Joe too with him. That's I mean he was like a giant amongst yeah. them. I mean he moved just as smooth and as grace as all of them. I mean yeah. they, they were they were awesome. There were some great TNA matches back in the day, like it for sure. Whole... Some real good ones. Mm-hmm. They were the they were the Ring of Honor like ten years ago. You know what I mean? They were the top indie promotion. <laughs> um, <laughs> now but, it's just kind of getting sadder and sadder. Now, Every now time I is. turn it on, I feel bad. I'm like, yeah. you know, soon we'll just be watching there. the videos on the, the WWE yeah, network. Just, oh, just remembering yeah. when. Yeah. Cool. I think Back that's in the day. everyone's like number one, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we can it. wrap it up. I think yeah. the casual fan gets to wrap yeah, it up. All right. Yeah, Take man. us home, Matt. So, you know, let us know your thoughts. Are we right? Are we wrong? Are we are we human? Are we dancer? Um, you know, let us know, you know, let us know uh, your own matches, and uh, I will write them down, and I'll watch them eventually. Most of these matches, I think all of these matches are pretty much on the WWE Network, not that we're like affiliated with them, mm-hmm. but if you want to check them out, um, except for Nathan's, which is probably available on YouTube <laughs> or somewhere easy because, you know, TNA. Doesn't cheap. Can I bring up one heat-seeking comment before we close? Please. Yes. Our boss didn't make anybody's top three or mm-hmm. honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, so I didn't actually say any honorable mentions, but one of my honorable mentions. Oh, uh, here we go. It was, no, it, was it was him and Goldberg, and it was only That's because totally Goldberg actually did a backflip. <laughs> In that yeah, match, like backhand Dallas, spin. they tried. They got real technical, and uh, that's when Goldberg started popping out with some stuff. And the funny thing is, is that during it, the the no one called it, and they almost had to like go back. They were like, "Wait a minute, did he just yeah. do a backhand spring?" So that was one of my favorites. That was Goldberg's honorable, best match. Honorable Absolutely. mentions, yeah. That and when he did uh, when he came out, Dallas came out dressed as uh, Lapaka. That, yeah, that, that was, was pretty sick. funny because I yeah. couldn't tell. I really thought he even did the little like dance perfectly. Yeah, yeah, so nice. I was I was kind of shocked when he took off the mask. We need to do a top three favorite Diamond Dallas Page moments. Yeah, oh, outside really of wrestling and in wrestling. <laughs> I know, I know, you have one for me. <laughs> of what favorite Diamond Dallas Page moments outside of wrestling? I think we'll just uh, yeah. There's one time he farted in my face. Is that what you're talking about? No, I was gonna say Russell, <laughs> Russell Khan. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh man, I think we should. You should tell that story really quick, and then I think we should just go home. Um. Okay. So, WrestleCon. Uh, this is 2014. This is when Jake and Scott are going to go into the Hall of Fame, and this is my first uh, trip with the group. We flew. Uh, we drove down to New Orleans. Now, everyone's accountable for something, so I was accountable for. All of Dallas's pre-ordered, pre-signed autographs uh, for WrestleCon. So I have this little mini briefcase, whatever, and I made sure it went into the group because some people were flying, some people were driving, and we get down to New Orleans, and you know it is absolutely chaotic for the crib crew. We're going around filming stuff, we're helping, you know, we're assisting on a lot of things. So it's the day of WrestleCon, and Jake and Dallas and uh, Kimberly are all sharing a booth. So, you know, in my mind, it's like, oh, I've never been to WrestleCon, so I'm gonna help them set up, and then I'm gonna walk around with Dylan and have Dylan try to hook us up with pictures and everything like that. So we get down there, and the event's gonna start at like 10 o'clock. So we're there at like 9.30 or something like that. And Dallas already has a line, probably 20, 25 deep, of people waiting for their pre-orders and everything like that. So 
Dallas pulls up. It's like 9.45. And he's just like, hey, guys, hey, blah, 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 you know. And um, he looks at me, and he's like, so, uh, gee, where's the pre-order pictures? Now, the night before, you know, we were out to like 1, 2, 3 in the morning, walking down Bourbon Street and everything like that. Now, I know that the pictures are here, but I don't have the same hotel as Dallas, so I don't know where they are. And I'm just thinking, like, I don't have them. I thought I was just trying to make sure that we get them to here, which I know they're here somewhere. So before anything was said, Steve heard that conversation. He jumped in the car and started driving back to the hotel. I had no idea. So the best part is Dallas pulls me... He goes, okay, one second. He pulls the curtain. Now, this curtain is paper thin. I mean, it's right out of a comedy of like, so he pulls, he's like, all right, everyone, just one second. So he goes, gee, come over here. Pulls me around the curtain, and he proceeds to just chew me out a new one. You dumb blah, blah, blah. I fucking can't believe this. What the fuck? I give you one fucking thing to do. You fucking can't. Now, I am like petrified because I'm probably only month four into my job. But again, I understand the com- the comedic value of going behind a curtain, thinking like no one can hear everything and everyone can hear everything. Just what the fuck? And then the best in typical Dallas fashion is he's chewing me out a new one, like what the fuck? And he's like, bro, and you know. <sighs> Bro, I fucking love you like family. Don't ever fucking do that. I mean, just like going off. And then he opens the curtain. Hey! You know, it's just like, it's almost like, and I know that some of the crew, crew, crew people were watching and like they were trying not to laugh too. And I think it was, I think what they realized is they knew it was a missed opportunity because they should have been rolling the camera yeah. when that was going on. And so. Dallas looks at me and he goes, and so Steve literally comes back five minutes after, and he had brought, he gotten the pictures and everything. So it was only a five minute delay. So he looks at me and he goes, "You're not off the hook. You're holding the championship belt, and you're taking pictures." So rather than going to WrestleCon and get to seeing all these people and meeting people, I literally had to sit there and help him with his line. So. You know, and every once in a while, Dylan just be like, "Hey, look, I got a picture with this person. I got a picture with this person." <laughs> and for about two and a half hours, I had to uh, do the line with uh, Dallas and them. So we obviously laugh about it now, but not not the fun, most fun day. Um, but yeah, that's the RussellCon story. So again, now Nathan, did you see that, or did you, was, did yes. you just hear it? Oh, so uh, you you heard everything? It was hilarious. <laughs> I saw it. I laughed, and then I got a fo- photo with uh, Scotty Tuhati, and it was a good day. <laughs> that yeah. might be in your top five best days. It might. It might be. It Very might nice. be. You're fired. You should have got a video. So oh, that's man. the Russell. That's the Russell Con. So that's the Russell Con. The battle with with Garrett. And what uh, what what top threes should we do? Do you want to hear us to do? Um, we will. Uh, we've got a list, but you know we're always willing to. Uh, expand on our list and appease all 10 of you <laughs> that's um, a very generous number uh, thank, you, thank you well that's that's uh we all have parents let's see there's yeah. there's that's eight true. parents and then i don't know somebody's gotta have a brother or a sister that's true um <clears throat> so uh yeah thanks chris for hanging out with us oh, it's um, good to be here man thank you guys definitely gave me a lot to watch <laughs> and i have a long night um Thank you so much for listening to the Dolphin Kidnapper Podcast. We will see you next time.
Bye. Peace. <laughs> That's it. Dolphin Kidnapper Podcast. Hey, that's something everyone can enjoy.